Hey, this is Stuart Bitcoin Fi, the cross section between financial independence and Bitcoin. Wow, what a crazy time we're going through right now. I'm recording this on Saturday night, June 18th, and I'm looking at the price of Bitcoin. It looks like it dipped down into the mid $17,000 range, but now it's a little over $18,000, just barely. And pretty wild what's going on because basically, you know, Bitcoin has these halving cycles every four years. And it'll usually have a big run-up after that halving. And in 2016, it had a halving. And it ran up from just a few thousand up to 20,000. And then it crashed back down to 3,000. And it didn't ever fall back down to what it ran up to in 2013, the previous cycle. And so a lot of people were like, well, it's 2022. We're not going to fall from our 2021 high below the previous cycle high in 2017. But we have, we fell below 20,000. That's the previous cycle high on the last halving. Uh, I have a podcast about this. If you look in the backlog about the halving, it's, I think it's episode five or six or something. But anyway, we have fallen below a previous cycle high, which is kind of a big deal. And so I guess I want to share what I'm doing in response to all of this. There's this thread by Dan Held, and I can provide a link to this. But basically he talks about how Celsius froze withdrawals and and I already kind of covered the stuff between Celsius and Swan and whether it was a legitimate like Celsius is in trouble or if it's actually Swan like inducing a bank run which would have hurt any exchange similar to Celsius or not although it does seem like Celsius was taking bigger risks with user funds than maybe BlockFi, Gemini, or Voyager three other exchanges that also offer a yield on your assets. So anyway, I'm not sure what's going on there, but long story short is that Celsius had a bank run and didn't have enough money to keep paying out clients' withdrawals. So they froze those withdrawals. Now Dan Held says he's been warning people about this since early in 2020 because they had misleading marketing, um, their token was unnecessary, their rates are higher than the market rate, possibly indicating Ponzi-type mechanics, some dubious claims in their background, the CFO was arrested for fraud, stuff like that. But anyway, some people spoke out early, like Corey Clepston of Swan, and a lot of people were able to get out before things got really bad. But the bigger thing that he talks about is this firm called Three Arrows Capital, and the long story short of that is they had too much leveraged, they got margin called and liquidated, and now they are unable to pay back some loans. Uh, there are losses for people that loan them money. Um, again, $18 billion in assets under management there. So the problem with this is that there's this thing called contagion risk or contagion effect. There's just... Um, we're starting to see a few cracks in a few things. So Dan Held continues to talk a little bit about BlockFi, which is the first yield-bearing crypto account that I got last year. And I've loved BlockFi. You know, they were paying really good when I got in, but the rates have slowly gone down as the price of Bitcoin has gone down and all other things. I had some Litecoin I put with them. I had some Ethereum I put with them. Stuff that I had bought in 2017. Um way back when that I just never got around to selling and just have held on to. 
but BlockFi had some exposure to this Three Arrows Capital, which basically means that they possibly had a loan that they had given money to Three Arrows Capital, and now they're not going to get paid back for that. They've also been struggling to raise a new round of funding from venture capital. At one point, they were valued at $5 billion. Now they are raising money again at a what's called a down round, a down valuation. They're just trying to keep their valuation above $1 billion right now. And they're doing that because they don't have enough cash. So their ability to absorb a loss from their counterparties is minimal. But anyway, from what I understand, Dan Held recommends mostly that you self-custody. But if you want to earn a yield on some portion of your Bitcoin or some portion of your crypto, you really need to do your homework and examine the counterparty risk. Because I got scared enough to pull money out of Celsius. I got out before the big bank run. Unfortunately, I still had $200, mostly uh, $200 of Ethereum. That, that I left there, and I don't know if I'll ever see that again, but luckily it's just that and nothing else. And then BlockFi, I had a little bit more. So I sold actually all my Ethereum, and I sold all my Litecoin, and I had a little bit of Chainlink in there and Gemini US Dollar Coin. I went all to cash, and I basically, you know, to be transparent, I haven't had a good emergency fund for a while. So I sold everything except for Bitcoin. And I'm self-custodying my Bitcoin now. And I just took all my Ethereum and Litecoin and went to cash. And the reason why is I need to boost my emergency fund. You know, I talked about in a previous episode, uh, Operation Fiscal Buffalo, where I'm basically getting ready for possibly an upcoming recession. But I just want to have more cash right now. To be honest, uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with how much cash I have laying around because um, you know you're hearing about layoffs I work for a tech startup but it seems like they're doing pretty well so I'm not really worried about that they are selling a ton there's um, a lot of work coming down the pipeline for me so I don't really have any worries there but you just never know so I'm getting a little conservative even though I would love to throw a few thousand more into Bitcoin I think it's important to take my two-month emergency fund up to closer to a four, five, or six month emergency fund. And luckily we have some pretty good cash flow, but the reason why I've been low on cash is we bought a house in August of 2020. We had to fix it up. And I need to share this story in another episode, but just my real estate plans, what I've done in the past. Um, I'd love to have a few episodes on real estate, but that's gonna have to happen another day. Anyway, the house we live in now is a big fixer-upper. We did mold, remediation, there was smoke damage, the yard was a disaster, just everything was kind of crazy with the house that we bought. It took nine weeks to fix up, had to get all new floors. It was a lot, and we borrowed money at 0% on credit cards to make it all happen. And then we got a HELOC, and we shifted all that debt to our HELOC before we had to pay interest. And I even had a loan from a family member and paid them off. We had a huge tax bill that was a surprise because of all the uh, stimulus money, the child tax credits that we had to basically kind of pay back in a way, and uh, some car problems. So lots of things hitting us all at once to kind of wipe out our cash, but we're heading in the right direction now, and we're excited about that. But yes, what I have decided is, you know, in the past I've kind of been like, yeah, 
Bitcoin and Ethereum, stick with them. But I'm really just not excited about Ethereum. You know, it seems like Vitalik has lost a little bit of enthusiasm. He's the guy that made Ethereum. It also seems like Ethereum could be classified as a security, whereas Bitcoin could be classified as a commodity. There's a lot of little details there, but it just seems like, you know what, I don't have conviction in Ethereum. I know it's useful, but the roadmap just seems crazy, and the founder doesn't seem excited about it. It's centralized. It's got high transaction fees. It's just got some problems to work through, and it may continue to work through them and do their upgrades and go proof of stake and do really well. I don't know. The, the, I hope it does, I guess. Hopefully it all works out because there's a lot of people that have a lot of money with Ethereum. Um, but for me, I've just decided, you know what? Bitcoin is good enough. That's my main focus, and that's what I'm going to stick with. That's what I understand, and that's what I'm excited about. So, yeah, I wish I had more money. I am still buying. It's pretty much the only thing I'm buying. Stocks I'm not buying. Real estate I'm not buying. I'm not paying off anything faster than I have to. I'm just saving up cash right now and stacking Bitcoin. And it's funny, just the investor psychology. You know, I'm going to link four charts in the show notes that show historical buy and sell signals and I'd encourage you to look at those and decide if it's for you because what ends up happening is when Bitcoin is 50,000 and it's just rocketing up everyone wants to buy it but now that Bitcoin is at 18,000 they're like oh Bitcoin's dead no I'm so glad I didn't get into it no one wants it but when it goes up again if it goes up again you know I can't say that I know it's gonna go up again but I still see adoption and I still see companies building and I see that it's going to get more scarce. It just makes sense to me to keep buying more than anything else right now. Once I get some more cash built up and I don't have to just save my money for an emergency fund, I'll probably start buying more dividend stocks and things like that too. So that's what I'm working on and focused on right now is just getting as much Bitcoin as I can while still saving up a decent emergency fund over the next few months. I guess one other random thought is just that with stocks, they have breakers. Basically, if a stock drops too much, they can stop. They will halt trading to wait for more data to come in just to let people work through their emotions and stuff. Bitcoin doesn't have that. It's 24-7. It's all the time. Also, stocks kind of have a backstop. The Federal Reserve can change policy and they can go drop rates and juice the economy and do quantitative easing and all this stuff. Again, Bitcoin, you can't do that. I was telling a friend today, actually, there are platforms out there that you can get 20x leverage on Bitcoin or any crypto you want, I think. And that means if you only have $1,000 to invest, you can borrow 19 and and invest that too. Just You just have debt. And so when it goes down it's really really bad and you get liquidated so really what happens is if you have leverage you have debt you might have a breaking point if you do buy with debt and I really got allocated with debt but I don't have a breaking point right now because we have good cash flow but for some people they might be all in they might not have an emergency fund they might think I need to have this money for something it was supposed to go up but I have to sell and also instant and so what ends up happening is sentiment is bad and institutions 
that trade Bitcoin as a risky asset instead of a, you know, Bitcoiners view it as a safe haven asset versus a risk asset. But these institutions are going to sell it, whereas Bitcoiners are going to buy it. But as these big institutions sell, the price goes down. People get spooked, they sell. People get liquidated. They're forced to sell if they can't post more money, if they can't put more collateral in. So they're just domino effect of people getting liquidated, people panic selling, and that's just the Bitcoin cycle. Now the other thing I saw is that in 2013 Bitcoin was a thousand and it fell down to 200 a coin and then in 2017 it was 20,000 and it fell to 3,000 a coin and it hit 68,000 and now it's you know gone as low as about 17,000 a coin. So 2013 and 2017 were 80% drawdowns. We're almost there this time. An 80% drawdown would put us at 14,000. So some people are targeting that level. I'm not really sure. There's also some speculation that there is a targeted, like whales and institutions are trying to liquidate Celsius. Celsius um, has margined their Bitcoin and taken loans against it and they could get liquidated and forced to sell, which would kind of put the nail in the coffin for Celsius if Bitcoin hit about 13,600, at least at the time that I'm recording this. So some people are saying that this is a coordinated attack to liquidate and blow up Celsius and that maybe it'll wick down and, and basically knock them out and then pop back up. We'll see if it gets down to that level. But either way, I have no regrets. I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm still buying. I still believe I still am working to understand everything and as I build up my cash position and my Bitcoin position eventually I'll start building up my stock portfolio again too because some of the stocks have really come down from highs but right now security is number one so to end do your own research this is not financial advice this show is for entertainment purposes only but I guess if I were you I'd Try to do a little bit of research and figure out if you have money on Celsius, BlockFi, Gemini, Voyager. Should you? You should examine the counterparty risk. If you have money on FTX or Crypto.com, examine those counterparties. And ask yourself if you want to risk 100% of your money for a 6% yield. Or 100% of your money for a 10% yield. That's what you need to figure out for yourself. And if not, you should probably figure out how to self-custody. And I'm happy to help with that. You can always put time on my Calendly or email me, and we can set up a Zoom meeting and get things going in that direction. All right, with that, remember that financial independence is doable, and I'll be back with you soon.